Well, Cheryl, do you want to start us off with reading the scripture passage? I will. It's Mark 435 through 41. On that day, when evening had come, he told them, let's cross over to the other side of the sea. So they left the crowd and took him along since he was in the boat. And other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking over the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. He was in the stern sleeping on the cushion. So they woke him up and said to him, teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the sea, silence, be still. The wind ceased and there was a great calm. Then he said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified and asked one another, who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. Wow. Yeah, so I titled this dramatic. day. Yes. I know, I was gonna have you describe <laughs> the scene, but I feel like that scripture, you just, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way you read it, it mm -hmm. describes the scene. You know, I, I, I always taken um, by this, okay, we're to the, how did the disciples react? Mm -hmm. That right away they went to, don't you care about us? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking yes. when storms erupt, the first reaction is you don't care about us or this person doesn't care about this or mm. we're in this because somebody doesn't care. Mm -hmm. And God. Right. Mm -hmm. And no, there's, they're not, Jesus does care. And I, I believe that's the lack of faith. I believe when he says, are you still without faith? I don't think the faith is like Jesus can calm the storm, but I think the faith is that they're with Jesus mm -hmm. and he's gonna protect them and that he loves them so much. And whenever mm -hmm. we ask, Lord, don't you care about this situation or that situation? It's a lack of faith. Mm. And I just really associated the faith with the don't you care. Yeah. Mm. Boy, isn't that true? It, it, it really, that's a great way to, great way to look at that. And just, uh, even just the picture he gives of, I'm resting, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was reading um, about uh, Jim Elliott uh, in his, uh, it's The Shadow of the Almighty, which is yes. like his journal yes. through his life. Yes. And that was something mm -hmm. that stood out that he said, he said, man, we need to really be, um, he, he was talking about like Adam and Eve and how Adam went to sleep and the Lord brought yes. what he needed. And he's yes. like, man, I, I just want to be part. asleep in the will of God a little bit more. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. Where you're just like at peace and resting in the will of God and knowing he's got this. In the midst mm -hmm. of the storm. Yes, exactly. The, there's exactly. a poem also by um, Amy Carmichael. Mm. And it says, before the winds of strife do cease, mm. help me Lord to dwell within thy peace. Oh, that's good. It's so good. And wow. um, I remember a friend of mine had it on the back of her, uh, the bulletin at her father's funeral. Mm. And mm. I had seen it before, but then it just meant so much. And the idea is I don't wanna wait for this storm to stop mm. before I have the right. peace. The peace is available in the middle of the storm. Yes, mm -hmm. and, and even knowing, um, you know, that Jesus said, we're gonna go to the other side. Yes. You know, and I know people bring that up all the time. Yes. But it's true, he gave them the destination, we're gonna get there. And I remember mm -hmm. somebody telling me this years ago and it just really stuck with me. They said, you know, Jesus is gonna get you to the destination, you're, but you can, you have a role in basically like how you're going to take the journey. Yes. So like, like being on an airplane, you know like, okay, this flight is going from LAX to London Heathrow. 
Yeah. <laughs> and so you know what the destination is, mm -hmm. but you have a choice on how you're going to take that yeah. journey. Are you going to, are you going to be like, enjoy the flight? Yeah. Or are you going to be like white knuckling the yeah. whole time? But I don't right. think the problem was so much like the waking up Jesus. I think that was good. I think mm. they should have awakened him earlier. Interesting. Like yeah. when the waves mm. first started getting a little yeah. rough, I think they should have said, Lord, can you help us? Lord, yeah. we're scared. Yeah, Lord, yeah. we're, and I think sometimes we do that with prayer. Like we're like, I can handle this myself. I can mm -hmm. handle this myself. I can handle this myself. Mm -hmm. And then when it gets really rough because we're trying to do it independently, we're yeah. trying to do it for Jesus instead of with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think that when we try to do for Jesus instead of by Jesus, through Jesus, with Jesus, we get scared. And then we get like, Lord, don't you care? Yeah, we're because white knuckling it the yes, whole time. Yes, because he's yeah. let us do it by ourselves. Right. So I think the problem is they should have awakened him much earlier mm. and said, sorry to wake you, but we really need you right now. Yeah, because him. he's not put out that they woke him. Mm. I think he's waiting for them to wake him. Yeah. Mm. You know, I think he's just waiting to be called upon because, you know, there's even a scripture in the Bible in Isaiah. It says, give the Lord no peace until he brings peace to Jerusalem. In other words, and, you know, Jesus talks in Luke chapter 18 about um, the widow who's heard for her um, because she importunes the, mm -hmm. the judge over mm -hmm. and over again. So I just yeah. think that the problem here is that they didn't wake him sooner. That's good. Yeah. I didn't see that there. So that really encourages me. Mm. Like we forget that he is with us in the storm and yes. we need to take advantage of that That's and right. ask him for help. He yes, wants and to not try to be independent, not right. try to get Jesus across. I always find myself yeah. trying to defend Jesus. Like, mm -hmm. don't worry, I'll handle this for you. And he's like, well, you back up and let me just, mm -hmm. you know, yep. be myself. And I think that sometimes the church gets militant because mm -hmm. we're trying to defend Jesus instead of just showing Jesus. Mm. Instead of just waking up Jesus and bringing him into the situation. And isn't it about having a bigger view of him then? Yes. Really, it is. Yes. We have a limited view of what he can do. Like you said, we're trying to help and trying to do That's it without so him. I, I was thinking this week and um, I was reading again in Psalms. <laughs> and I know that's every week, but uh, I just seen there was well, a verse that said, there's a lot to get through there. Yeah, exactly. I'm only on I'm 119. Too. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> but um, I was reading the one where, I can't remember where it is, where he says like that the Lord looks down to yes. view the affairs in heaven yes. and in earth and in heaven. Yes. And that stood out to me like, he's even above the heavens having to look down through all of yeah. that. It's like, how big is he? He's so mm -hmm. huge. And I was like, oh my goodness, how do I not see him yes. bigger? And that, that changes everything. Then you want to immediately invite him in okay, when you think how big also, he is. But also, it's the storms of life that bring us revelation of who he yeah. is. Yeah. That he does have power over the storm, that he is mm. Lord over the wind and waves. Mm. I mean, this is right. revelational. And they mm. don't know him that well. They've seen his humanity and they've seen him healing people. And I think that we tend to pigeonhole Jesus a lot. Yeah, like, I think that even well, he up. can do yeah. this, mm -hmm. but what about this? Mm -hmm. And we trust him with this, but we don't trust him with that. Yep, absolutely. And so here they're realizing mm -hmm. how great he is, that, just with these words. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there's no like incantation. There's no like, you know, let me do a dance or, you know, there's nothing like this or yeah. wave a wand or- Very uh, understated. Yes, just silence, be still. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's over. 
-hmm. and it responds mm -hmm. to totally, him. Totally. So my takeaway from the day was just seeing that their unbelief was a greater problem than the storm. And sometimes yeah. we think the storm is the greatest problem in our life or the trial that we're walking through. Mm. But like you've been saying, that faith is what he wants to perfect and to mm. bring out in us. Even the mustard seed, like mm. we looked at that last week, the yeah. mustard seed side faith, size faith. It doesn't have to be this huge thing of faith. It's this little tiny, like, do you trust me? Yeah. And those are the questions he asked. Do you still have no faith? Why are you afraid? And the storm, yes, and the storm is an opportunity for that to, yes. come, and to realize like this is an opportunity for mm -hmm. God to show himself. I think of um, a Joseph in Psalm 105 when it says, until the time that you know his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. There was a purifying mm. process in that journey. I mean, I know that's what stood out to me was just the journey has purpose to draw out Good that point. faith. And you know what, it's through different experiences when you're, companioning with someone in different experiences mm -hmm. that you really get to know them. Yeah. If you only have like one experience, like I only see them at church yeah. and I don't yeah, see yeah, them yeah. at dinner or in their home and at church, or if I only see them like when they're behind the counter and they're helping me and I don't see them, you know, on the street or, you know, at the coffee shop, there's, my, my experience with that person is Very limited, limited. Yeah. but here they're traveling in the storm with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And again, we've got this immediately. You know, immediately, this, this is an unexpected storm that just comes up. And I only bring this up and I don't wanna belabor this, but I had an unexpected storm. All of a sudden I'm in this tremendous amount of pain mm -hmm. and my blood pressure and my heart dropped and I kept fainting and I got rushed by paramedics to the hospital and it was a sudden storm. And I mean, I've never been in that tremendous of pain in all my life. And they had to do two EKGs on me because they thought they were losing me. I mean, it was like really traumatic, yes. but God was so real. I, I can't even tell you how real Jesus was the mm. entire time of the storm. I never asked, Lord, don't you care? Because mm. it was so evident that he did. Mm. And I just thought like through this last storm, I've just got this new appreciation mm. and realization of how great the Lord is and that he's there and he's very present help in trouble. Mm. And so, um, you know, I think sometimes we avoid the storms. Yeah. And it's through the storms that, and Jesus had said, let us go the other side. Do you think Jesus That's didn't right. know there was gonna be storms? Exactly. His will exactly. for them to be yeah. storm. Exactly. Like he put them there. Their yes. purpose. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let's move on to the next day. That's really encouraging, Cheryl. I love that. Mm. Day 26, we're looking at Mark chapter five, verses one through 20. And since it's 20 verses, <laughs> I thought we would just summarize this. Mm -hmm. So this is when the demon-possessed man is healed. So they go over to this country of the Gadarenes and as he gets out immediately, this crazy demon-possessed man <laughs> meets him. And it's this story of him casting out this the demon out of this uncontrollable, unclean man. Mm. Right, okay, so there's, I was thinking about this, like you're getting off the boat and this naked, uh -huh. naked, mm. um, enraged, mm. uh, bloody, because he cuts himself, mm -hmm. screaming man comes powerful, running, like, yes, chains, able to yes, chains, chains, back, yep. running at you, mm -hmm. like full speed. You know, I had this one time I was on a trail and this homeless man saw me from far and he starts running towards me and he starts throwing fists at me and screaming obscenities and what he's gonna do to me. I mean, God protected me, I lifted my hands. My dog mm -hmm. was just totally non-active, don't ask me why. <laughs> and the Lord got me through and it was a total mm -hmm. miracle. But when you have a crazed person, and that's the second person I had like within three months that was not okay, that came running at me, 
that's a scary thing. And they mm -hmm. were clothed. Yeah. They were clothed. In wow. fact, one had to leave his market cart with all the bags in it to mm -hmm. come running at me. But they were clothed. And, and when someone's out of their mind and there's no disturbing. reasoning with them, yep. mm -hmm. like, you know, there's like, there's no reasoning. There's no running right. from this there's person. There's nothing rational. Yes. But I remember what you said when you lifted your hands. It was like you were raising the banner of Jesus' name and that stopped him. Mm -hmm. And we see that here. What happened when he saw Jesus? Question number two. Yeah, fell down, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it says he worshiped, and I thought that was interesting. Yes. Um, and, I, and I was looking up just the meaning of that term, and, and, mm. and it can mean like submitting to a superior. Oh, so I like that. It's interesting. I the like that. They were recognizing yeah. this is superior, there's yeah. a superior like power here. Like it says here. in James that even the demons believe and they tremble. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. recognizing. So I was reading that legion could be up to 6,000. Ooh, That's I've always crazy. heard it was like one uh, or 2,000. Yes, yeah. but up to 6,000 is what wow. I was, uh, what I read. Man. And so when yeah. Jesus cast out the demon, he um, let them go into the swine herd mm -hmm. and they jumped off a cliff into the ocean. Yes. Uh, well, into the Sea of Galilee. Or into the sea. But you know, something that's interesting to me though is that Jesus dialogued. Yes. But I think he mm. did that for the disciples mm. because he wanted them to know, I'm Lord of the storm, but you can send a thousand demons against me and I'm still stronger. Mm -hmm. Like I think this episode was the disciples to see what Jesus could do in a life because later they're gonna go out mm -hmm. with the gospel. Yeah. You know, later they're gonna be sent out with this gospel and they're gonna be given authority over demons yes, themselves. Yes, to cast out, yep. To cast out, well, they were earlier, but for the purpose, right. he called them for mm. this purpose. But now he's showing them, this is the power that mm. I'm investing in you that even this can't stand against Excellent. the gospel. Yeah, and I, I was thinking about, uh, you know, on the podcast recently, I was sharing the story of Joanne Shetler and, you know, how in the Philippines, demonic forces were so real in the tribe that she was ministering to. And just, uh, you know, we're kind of removed from that mm -hmm. a lot here, you know, in, in America. And Unless in you the do West. the Santa Ana River Trail. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Unless, yeah, exactly. Unless you're with Cheryl on a walk or a jog, mm -hmm. that could happen. But yes. but just realizing, wow, those forces, yep. you know, they do have a measure of strength. But mm -hmm. then to see, no matter what, the power of Jesus in those situations. And I think what that story really met, went, it, what it really, um, ministered to me was like, this is still going on to, you know, it's not just in the Bible times, you know, like you've had your own experience with this sort of thing. And the same Jesus then is the same Jesus today. So he still has power uh, over demonic forces. And it was just also a reminder to me that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. Like that just really hit home in a real mm -hmm. powerful way, I think, as I was looking at this. And question four asks, yeah. how was he changed by his mm -hmm. encounter with Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. He yeah. was subdued. He was put in his right mind. Yes. Yeah. And he was yeah. dressed. <laughs> I mean, you wonder, like, you know, dressed. He had mm. been naked, dressed, and mm -hmm. the disciples pulled together clothes. Mm. And he's just there and he's subdued. And then when the people come out, they're terrified. I know. You see the contrast in the two people. Yes. Yeah, interesting. But I also see, like, the disciples are terrified when they see his power over the storm. Mm -hmm. And these people are terrified when they see his power over this demon-possessed man. Hmm. And I think there's conviction. I think mm -hmm. they yeah. shouldn't have been raising pigs. Right. And right. I think they're seeing this righteous power 
this power to make something right. I, I think sometimes we think of righteous uh, only as morality, mm. but righteous huh. makes right. Just like mm. the holiness, his holiness was so powerful. Yes, mm. but it makes right. Mm. See, we live in a broken world and mm. Jesus comes to our brokenness and makes it right with that healing. He put the man back in his right mind. Mm -hmm. And so that idea of righteousness is God's got the right way and he brings things back to, you know, it says make the um, crooked path straight. straight. Yeah. He brings it back to right. He writes things, you know, he mm -hmm. aligns them and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I love his devotion to Jesus. Yes. It's so sweet. Just how, just that pure devotion, like, I just want to stay with you. It's just, I mean, who wouldn't yes. <laughs> after that? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. So you so, see, he is just begging to stay with Jesus. Mm. And then the people of the town are begging Jesus to leave. Yeah. And yes. one of the other transformations I saw in him was that God made him an evangelist. Yes, He absolutely. said, you can't stay with me, but you've got to go tell everyone. So this was one of those cases where he told them to tell everyone. Yes, and, and I was wondering, is that, that's, it's interesting, just, you know, Jesus told some people, yes. go to the priests. Yeah. He told some people, don't tell anyone. Yes. Yeah. And he told this guy to go. Is it because it was in a Gentile area? He wanted the I think gospel so. to be yes. known? Yes, yeah. we, this is the area of Decapolis. Right. So you have those 10 Gentile cities, mm -hmm. which are all around this, and they believe that the pigs were being raised for the Gentiles, mm -hmm. the oh, Hellenists okay. that were in the area. That makes sense. So yeah. they were working for the Gentiles. So he's going to go. He's one of probably the first... Um, evangelist to the Gentiles too. Mm, so but he cool. goes home and he's gonna show them his life. Mm. And then he's gonna tell them, and I love that one of the things he's gonna say is how much mercy God had on him. Mm. Like mm -hmm. um, I, I think of First uh, Timothy 1 where Paul says that God saved me so he could like set me up as, you know, if God can save Paul, he can save anybody. Yes. So if yeah, God mercy. can yep. save, this demon-possessed, uncontainable, uncontrollable mm. man, yep. he can save anybody. Mm. If he can do this, imagine what he'll do for you. I love that, just the, the bigger purposes of yes. God. I mean, yes, it's about this individual, but yes. there's yes. just an expanded purpose there. Yes, so, good point. Yes. Mm. Let's move on to day 27. So Cheryl, do you wanna summarize this? Mark chapter 5, <laughs> 20 21 verses. through 43, because it's a lot of verses. Oh, I love this. I had to check out and see what story this mm -hmm. is. So this is, um, <laughs> so Jesus gets out of the boat and um, this Jewish um, ruler of the synagogue, Jairus mm -hmm. by name, he finds him, he falls at his feet and he says, you've got to come to my house. My daughter is dying. And if you lay your hands on her, um, she'll be made well. And so they're pressing through this crowd and all these people are pushing on him. And this woman makes her way through the crowd and. She's got this idea that if she can touch Jesus, just mm -hmm. even the hem of his garment, she'll be healed from 12 years of bleeding. Mm -hmm. 12 years where she sought physicians mm -hmm. and help and had no relief. And so she makes her way in this pressing crowd mm -hmm. and she goes low. And the minute she touches Jesus, immediately she's healed. Mm -hmm. Jesus stops and says, who touched me? Right. His disciples are like, who didn't touch you? Yeah. Is the better question. <laughs> you know? Yes. And she realizes that she can't be hidden. So she comes forward and she tells Jesus everything. Mm -hmm. And then he says, daughter, go in peace. Your faith yes. has made you well. And, and again, we're seeing what faith looks mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. We're seeing what no faith looks like. Yeah. And now what faith looks like and how faith operates. And then um, 
He continues on the way with Jairus. Somebody comes from Jairus' house and says, don't bother the master any longer. Your daughter is dead. And Jesus turns to Jairus, my favorite part, and says, yeah. do not be afraid, just believe. Mm -hmm. And so they continue on, they get to the house. There are these professional mourners. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting how their emotions change because Jesus says, you know, she's not dead, she's sleeping. Yeah. And they begin to mock him. Right. He sends them all out. He goes into her room alone with just her parents and James, John, and Peter. Mm -hmm. He um, takes her by the hand and he says, Talitha Kumai, mm -hmm. little girl, arise. And she gets up. And then he says to the parents, give her something to eat. It's like you read the whole thing. You Whoa. have it all memorized. Look at that. That was very yes. impressive. So you like, wow. shorter than when I tried to do Joseph at. Yes. I just can't remember service. that Joseph at our drive-in service has so many parts. I was like, oh, oh no, there are more parts. <laughs> so like, oh wait, there's more. One yeah. of my favorite parts of this yes. is this woman. So we just yes. looked at the demon-possessed yes. man, how destitute he was. But this woman was just as destitute because right. she was an yes. outcast in their culture. Yep. She had this flow of blood, which yep. made her unclean in their culture. Yep. So no one would touch her, she was untouchable and suffering. She had exhausted all of her finances, mm -hmm. so she had nothing and mm -hmm. she had faith. And mm. when she touched Jesus' garment, um, I was touched by the fact that when he responded to her, he called her daughter. I love that. The only and time he did that, exactly. yeah. Exactly, and I what love, love. Like he could have, yes, he knew that the power went out from him, mm. but he could have just not said anything. Cause yes, millions are, Hundreds yes. of people were touching him probably, mm. but he took the time to stop. And like we're talking about these storms and how they inconvenience us and they're not part of our time plan. And here Jairus, he wanted Jesus to come with him to his house. Yeah, urgent. But Jesus's yeah. time plan was different. He had time for this woman and he stopped and called her daughter. Mm -hmm. Restored her. And restored her, mm -hmm. yeah. Restored her, brought her totally in. And, mm -hmm. and just uh, the, the contrast there, which you kind of brought out where there's the crowd, they're all touching him. But, there, mm -hmm. but she had a purposeful touch of faith there. Yes. And I was just thinking about that. Like a lot of people can be around Jesus and bump into him and stuff, but it's, there's something different when there's faith and, and Jesus will respond so always. That's the door to everything is Isn't that faith. Isn't that amazing, the touch of faith? Yes. Yeah. That he felt virtue yes. leave him from the touch of faith. Mm. Isn't that what we want our prayers to be? Mm -hmm. The touch yes. of faith? Yeah. Because we want that virtue to come forth and we mm. want to pray in faith, believing. Yes. And I just, uh, that, that part always gets me too, mm. that he stops for the touch of faith. Mm -hmm. He good. feels physically the touch of faith. Yeah, he knows the distinction. Yes, there's yeah. a Sometimes distinction. Sometimes I know when I am needing prayer for something, when someone actually prays out loud over me, it's almost like yeah. um, this touch point for me for faith. Like I hear mm. what they're praying yeah. and it helps activate my faith too. Love that. I agree. So praying out loud over somebody I agree. really helps. So good. So good. I agree. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Yeah. Sorry, a thought on Jairus as yeah. well. Um, I was just thinking about, you know, just the fact that he was a synagogue ruler. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there, there could have been, you know, Jesus could have been like, oh, wait a minute, you're one of those guys. But Jesus will respond to anyone who comes to him. And I was thinking how sometimes we kind of categorize people and are like, okay, like we're dismissive maybe before we actually know. I feel like that's so common in our culture mm -hmm. right now. If you hear about somebody's perspective on something, even like po politically or whatever, you're just automatically dismissive. And like Jesus didn't, you know, he's like, oh, you're a synagogue ruler. You know, that didn't make him like disqualified. Huh. The fact that he came to him in faith, I mean, Jesus will respond okay. to anyone but who comes to him. But when Jairus came to Jesus falling at his feet, he just signed his um, 
his own fate before the yes. king. Yes, the humbling himself right. before humbling Jesus. Him, falling on yeah. his like knees mm -hmm. before him, falling and saying, come to my house. Yes, mm -hmm. that struck me too. And yeah. to companion. I also like the fact that Jesus walked with them all the way to the house. Mm. I mean, when your child is sick, mm -hmm. it's the hardest thing. And Jesus wouldn't let him be alone. Mm. He could have spoken the word. I mean, think about right. the times where he, he spoke the word, yeah. you know, like we're gonna get to that, um, the Syrophoenician mm. woman yeah. where he speaks the word. But here he walks with Jairus because he knows that time's gonna come mm. on the way home where someone's gonna say, oh, just, it's no use. Why pray mm. any longer? Why keep asking Jesus for something? It's not gonna happen. Hmm. And Jesus wants to be right with them at that moment and say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, yeah. just believe. That's so encouraging, I love that. Yeah. yeah, it is. And how Jesus meets every situation differently because he knows how to draw out that faith. You know, he knew what this woman needed. She just needed a touch. J Jairus needed somebody to walk with him all That's the way right. Right. and to encourage him so when good. there was a delay. I so mean, good. yeah, he just knows each case what the, I don't know if you call it the pressure point, but he just knows right. what Which each one I needs. I because he's gonna work individually with us. Yes, And absolutely. work individually, like when you see him healing, it's never the same way. Yep, And totally. I think that we're so like, we love recipes. Yeah. And we like to do same, same, right. same, same, or same, same. Yeah. And we get so trapped and if same, same, then we turn it into tradition. This mm -hmm. is the way you pray. This is the way you read your Bible. This is the way, mm. and we want, we want these recipes for everything. And you know, recipe is to get something to turn out in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And we're, we're looking for the result mm. instead of the relationship. Yes. Yeah, you know what? It's interesting. I remember reading about the Welsh Revival back in 1904, and, and that was kind of an interesting thing, how after a little while, like the Lord was moving and pouring out His Spirit through these prayer meetings, and pretty soon people were packaging the prayers. Yep. We need to pray this right. way yep. because then God will do yep. this. Yep. It's just so human nature immediately to try to package things. Yeah, we love formulas. Mm -hmm. that would, that's a better word than recipes because mm -hmm. recipes is positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. I want to make we cooking negative. We don't want that to be. Yes, yes. But formulas, yeah, I know. that's right. So do you guys have any other takeaways for today? I think that was pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like I just want to give a little book plug. If anybody needs ah. a fiction book, mm. Tessa Afshar is one of my favorite Christian fiction. She wrote a historical fiction on the story of the woman with the flow of blood. I bet that's good. Ah. It's, um, it's called The Land of Silence. It has some really hard stuff in it, but you just see like the story kind of played out. Yes. It's kind of fun. Mm, okay, moving great. on to day 28, Mark 6, 1 through 6. Jasmine, do you want to read that? Oh, we can actually that read this one. This isn't so, yeah. <laughs> then he went out from there and came to his own country and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about their villages in a circuit teaching. Mm, so what is the opinion of those in the synagogue about Jesus? I feel like they were just kind of saying, well, who do you think you are putting on these airs? Like, oh, now you have disciples and a following and mm -hmm. oh, you're, we know you, you've never been like this before kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know, just so skeptical. Yeah, and I think part of it is like, 
uh, it's that kind of why not me? Why you? Right. Why not yeah, me? We're exactly. from the same place. Yes. Yeah, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who do you think you are? And kind instead of, a thing? of being impressed or like, mm. oh, he's from us, they take offense. Right. Yeah. Like there's no reason to take offense except for their pride. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're taking offense. Mm -hmm. I know. This put a new. Uh, twist on the phrase, familiarity breeds contempt for yes. me. You know yes. what I mean? Sometimes we think it's like when somebody's around a whole bunch, then it breeds, but I was even thinking here, they, they thought they knew him. Like, yeah. well, we know you, you're not, yes. you know. And how tragic all the things they missed out on because they refused to believe. Mm. Right, and you know, it's interesting to me that he did do a work around, among mm -hmm. them. He healed some, but he wanted to do a greater work. Yeah. And I was thinking about how sometimes we're so content to keep our unbelief in the lesser work than to jettison our unbelief and receive the greater work. Mm, yeah. You don't know, like in we we hold so tight to our hoarded resources. Mm -hmm. And we just, you know, hold so tight instead of giving them that the Lord might do the greater work, you know, in faith, mm. yeah. You know, it's funny, I wrote down here, that was my, my takeaway was uh, William Carey, when he yeah. said, expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. And I remember a missions history uh, author saying, like, that was the distinction with some of the early missionaries that went on the early missionary movement was, that they really went out expecting God was gonna do something amazing. And then later, as we get into like the 20th century, you see a lot of people kind of just settling like, well, maybe God will save a few people here and there, which is great, mm -hmm. but not to have that faith that God could do a greater work. Well, you think of Hudson Taylor who went out without the financial, <laughs> yeah, the financial provision. Right? Yes. And God and telling anybody what brought it, yes. Yep. And you know, again, that, that would be also um, uh, George Mueller. Mm -hmm. And just how God did these great, things, again, because they just believed God to do great things and didn't expect it to be um, because of the resources. Yeah. But yeah. Their, their unbelief, I think about um, the presence of unbelief. Mm -hmm. And they refused the evidence of what they saw and heard. Hmm. Like, you know, in, in Luke, it talks about, they marveled at his gracious words and that mm -hmm. he spoke with authority, but yet they refused it. Mm -hmm. they, they had to put up resistance. Mm -hmm. They had to put up like shields so that they wouldn't see what they saw and wouldn't hear so what they true. heard. And unbelief puts up these shields, mm -hmm. like I won't believe. It's, it's, it's like, I, it's against the evidence. They're going mm -hmm. to contra to the evidence. And I read too in Luke that Jesus had come before them once before. So this might've been the second time that he had come before them. So it's like he's giving them a second chance to believe him and to have faith and they're still rejecting him. Wow, yeah. Yeah, they just, well, basically like what you were saying, there's just these preconceptions, like this is who you're supposed to be and mm -hmm. how we know you. Exactly. I mean, it goes back to that, that you know, thing in, that C.S. Lewis says that Aslan's not a tame lion. Yes. And, and Jesus isn't tame. He's going to bust out of those mm -hmm. parameters. And it's like, oh, that's dangerous. I can't let you do that, Jesus. Well, and so. maybe too, we could be encouraged in our own lives. Like if we see other people that God wants to make us all new creations mm. and he wants to do a great work in us. And so like believing that in somebody else, like maybe you've got a friend or a loved one who you think, oh, they're never gonna change or yeah. they're never gonna grow, but God does wanna, um, grow them up. And so we need to like allow, you know, that work where we're like part of the mm. process of them growing. Well, mm. I think about Barnabas coming and getting um, Paul. Like he had mm -hmm. faith in Paul. Exactly. The disciples were scared to death yeah. of Paul, didn't want him to come back to Jerusalem. Mm. And Barnabas goes and gets him and says, no, I want you to meet the disciples. Mm -hmm. 
And then he brings them to Antioch as one of the teachers. So um, I do like that too. Yeah, and God can do a great work yes. in us. Do you guys have any other takeaways from today before we move on? Um, I had one thought too. Yeah. I noticed that their rejection of him wasn't based on personal knowledge. They hadn't really had a relationship no. with Jesus. No. They knew him as a yep. child, but they didn't know him now no. as he's revealing no. who he is as and the Son of God. And they only knew him through his family. Mm. They were judging him by James, Joseph, his brothers, mm -hmm. his mother, his profession. He mm -hmm. was a carpenter. a carpenter. They were judging him by all those things, but you're right, but not by the person. Mm -hmm. And that is, that's such a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I like and that. I guess that's one of the things I keep coming back to in doing this study is we're not doing this study in Mark so that we can gain all this Bible knowledge. Yeah. We're doing this because we want to know Jesus and we want to have a relationship with him and learn who he is. And yes. it just keeps coming back to that relationship. Yeah. Well, and we don't want to be like from the previous day, we don't want to be like the crowd that's just kind of around bumping into it. And we want to be like that woman that had the, the purposeful touch of faith. Like I, I want to really go to Jesus believing he can work in my life. It's Plus different. I was thinking okay. about last week, you were, I was watching, you were mm -hmm. discussing <laughs> about the seed and the different soils it fell mm -hmm. on. And the one mm -hmm. did not have root in itself. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking again, when you're not rooted, when it's about uh, Jesus being um, the brother of you know, my yeah. relationship to Jesus, I know him through his brother James, or I know him through yeah, his brother. To get grandfathered in. Right, to get <laughs> grandfathered in. And so, yeah. because they don't know him personally, there's no root. There's nothing to hold on to. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I think too that they could have been rejecting him because they didn't like his brothers. Oh. And I think about people sometimes who are mad at somebody in the church so they won't come to Jesus or, or they don't like this church, church or somebody hurt them in the church. Yep. I mean, heavens, we're all broken people yeah. that gather together. Mm -hmm. Someone's going to get hurt. Wherever there's two or three, someone's going to get hurt. Mm. You know, it's just... <laughs> people problems. It's yep. people problems. <laughs> And so I think too that um, the idea that they, part of their unbelief was, no, we know his brothers. Hmm. So yeah. we're not gonna believe in him because we know his brothers, we know his mom. No, mm -mm. Hmm. And so I think of how many people won't believe in Jesus because they don't like someone in a church or they yeah. don't like a church or something like that, so. That just triggered something I was, that I was just thinking, um, I remember like, and also, again, this goes back to your familiar kind of, you're getting grandfathered in or by association. I remember when I was um, working down at the Bible college, when I was the Dean of Women down there, we'd have that sometimes with the students that they come to chapel, they're coming to classes. The minute they left Bible college, they'd fall away from the Lord because they never really established that relationship for themselves, which goes back to the importance of this, like being in the word for ourselves, uh, like you were saying, and getting a root established by being in the word. Because if you don't do that, the minute you're outside of the, that familiar But the word group. is the means that we use to have relationship with Jesus yeah, Christ. exactly. And I think sometimes that when you make the word an objective in itself, mm. because the objective is to abide in Christ yes, and, and Jesus and to yep, know again. Jesus so that we can talk to Jesus, so we can walk with Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think some people read the word to read the word yeah. without ever, uh, you know, again, receiving it deep, to right. And to, mm -hmm. I want this to propel me closer to the Lord. Mm -hmm. I wanna come out of this knowing Jesus 
better, um, being more close, and, and therefore, because I know him, having more faith in him, yes. that he loves me and he's so kind and he's so, so good. Yeah. And again, he couldn't do very much because of their unbelief. Yeah. He's, he, he's only limited by how much we limit him. Yeah. You know? We can have as much as we want. Right. We so said that last week. Limits yeah. us, mm -hmm. But faith propels us forward. That's yep. so good. Okay, moving on to day 29, Mark 6, 17, or 7 through 13. I'll go ahead and read that. Shorty. Yep, day 29. Okay. Uh, seven through 13. And he called the 12 to himself and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. He commanded them to take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bag, no bread, no copper in their money belts, but to wear sandals and not to take two tunics. Also, he said to them, in whatever place you enter a house, stay there until you depart from that place. And whoever will not receive you nor hear from you when you depart from there, shake off the dust under your feet as a testimony against them. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. So they went out and preached that people should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. So what did Jesus give to his disciples? Well, the power over the unclean spirits, mm -hmm. right? yeah. the authority, yeah. This yeah. is just as he had drawn them to himself to give him these things. Mm. And I love, I, what I loved about this was the simplicity Me of too. what he sent them out, you know, and that was what I wrote down, like stay mobile, stay simple, and stay focused. Oh, that's so good. I just, yeah, and I, that was something I was thinking, actually, it's funny that you mentioned Hudson Taylor. Um, that was another thought I had from him. One time he said, uh, you know, sometimes it's not so much that we're like greedy or covetous, it's mm -hmm. that we just kind of run the danger of accumulating. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of accumulate a lot of stuff, whether it's habits or material things, things that maybe could be useful to somebody else, but we just are kind of bogged down by what we accumulate. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that he sent them out streamlined, you know, just completely right. focused on the task at hand. Okay, a couple of interesting things about that. He sent them out with the same articles that you read in Exodus 12, 11, when, when Moses called Israel to get up and go. Yes, and that reminded me also of uh, Deuteronomy 8, 1 through 10, mm. like the overall purpose of these instructions. That I remember, he takes them mm -hmm. out and he says, you know, he allows them to hunger and mm -hmm. that they might learn that man does not live by bread alone, but yes. by every word that uh, proceeds out of the mouth of God. Remember, their sandals don't get old for 40 mm -hmm. years. And um, he brings them water out of a rock. He supplies everything they need. So this is a faith journey. And again, they're gonna realize, I think this is another aspect of getting to know Jesus. Yeah. Okay, we've seen that he's greater than the storm. Yep. I mean, they've seen him under, you know, uh, in, in the storm and he's got, a, they've seen him with a demon possessed. Yeah, he's got authority over this. Yep. They've yeah. seen him rejected. And they've seen his kindness and his mercy even to those who reject him. Yeah. They've seen him with a little girl healing. They've seen him with a father, a ruler of you know, yes, the synagogue. Yep. So these disciples are seeing Jesus under all these different circumstances, still being Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they're leaning into that. And they're finding that he comes through. He's absolutely mm -hmm. faithful. Yeah, and now they're the ones getting a chance to go out and walk in what he's yes. shown them and yes. they're still seeing him like, okay, yes. this isn't just Jesus doing it because he's Jesus. He can right. do it for me. In, like it's personalizing. Yes. Yeah, personalizing so it. Yes. 
Well, and you know how we were looking at mark that word immediately. You mentioned earlier yes. how mm. that's like a repeated thing. Mm -hmm. That's another thing I saw here was that this was there was an urgency to it. He didn't like say, okay, let's let's do a six month course on how to be a disciple and how to um, evangelize and let's read all these books yeah, and then cool. you can go out two by right. two. He empowered them and then sent them out. Hmm. And I read somewhere too that the um, Jewish rabbis when they would go into the temple, they didn't take any of these same things. And the purpose was mm. they were to go in and only be about God's business and mm. trust that God would provide for them. And so okay. it's that same thing mm -hmm. of wow. just not being distracted by things of the world or cares of the world. Mm -hmm. And yes. then like you mentioned of having that dependency on God that, that He would provide for them through other people. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so that is where we come in too, is like when God calls people and sends them out, we can be part of that ministry of caring for people that God sent out or yeah. um, just being involved in the lives of people that are serving Him. Wow, how encouraging. Yeah, for those that might think like, wait, well, I'm, I don't know if I'm called, or maybe people with like health issues. I can't go I out can't and be, be a missionary. missionary. I can't do these things, but you're partnering mm -hmm. when okay. you help provide. And here yeah. we go back. Obviously, we have this love of missionaries. Yeah, yeah. But Mary Slessor said that prayer is the dynamite that opens up the roadway for God to work. Mm. And one of the things that Jasmine and I've come across when we're doing these missionary biographies is the spiritual warfare. And Jesus yep. said that you have to first go in and you have to plunder, um, yeah, you have to find, find the strong, the strong man yep. before you can plunder the house. And we notice. Um, in all of these things that Jesus is sending them out and says, you've got to take the authority mm, over yeah. these demons so you can get the gospel out. And mm. um, that the authority over the demonic is not for the sake of authority over the demonic. And, you know, um, in Luke, when they come back and say, even the demons, he said, that's great, but don't rejoice so much in that, but that your names are written in the book of life. Mm -hmm. So the, the authority over the demons, right, was to get the gospel forward. Mm -hmm. And wherever you take the gospel forward, you're gonna have spiritual opposition. Yes. And so he's sending them forth with the gospel. He said, there's gonna be opposition, mm -hmm. but you've got authority over that opposition. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things with the missionaries that we realize too, is they have to take the authority over the opposition. Yeah. Excellent point. And, and the, you know, as you mentioned, the gospel, that was the other thing I noticed um, um, in terms of simplicity here was mm -hmm. the fact that they, the message was simple. Yeah. They just preached repentance. And I thought, man, isn't that just getting to the heart of the matter as Jesus always does? Man's big issue is sin. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we look at, it's so easy to get caught up in periphery issues and like, oh, we have to take care of this and this. The issue at the end of the day is always the heart and always the fact that we are sinners in need mm -hmm. of a savior. That's the bottom line. And so I, I just right. love that Jesus got to the point, yeah. like this is what needs to change. Well, and again, they're having this time with him where they've gotten to know him and they're bringing Jesus That's to right. these people. That's mm. right. And then as they bring Jesus, then they want to yes. repent. They want to change. And repent means literally turn around. Yeah. You know, just change. And I think what they're saying is, because in the next thing, obviously these people begin to follow them the disciples have been all over. Mm -hmm. Now they're gonna come out and they're gonna follow him um, to this deserted place, mm -hmm. uh, which you get more of a, a sense of in, in the other gospels. Mm -hmm. But having gone out after the, you know, the, the 12 go out and then after the 70, they all come back to this deserted place and that's where the multitudes come. Mm -hmm. And now they wanna see Jesus for themselves. Yeah. But that will come later. So yes. I know, yes. I was saying we could so, move on if oh, you're yes. ready. Wait, yes. one last else? thought. Yeah. I just, just that, I, what, where's that verse where Paul says, I, I, um, I don't want you to neglect the simplicity that's in Christ. That was just like, to me, the, the, is that okay? Yeah, that was just to me, the, the 
high, the way the, the the summary of the whole day, simplicity that's in Christ, mm -hmm. and we don't want to neglect that. Yeah. Anyway. So for me, again, it was just a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. He spent time with them, and then he equipped them, empowered yes. them, and sent them out. And you're not so ready simple. to go out until you have that time alone with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I love that. In fact, so there's a, a, there's just so many portions in Mark that I love because time alone with Jesus. It's like yep. when they're alone, he explains the parables. When they're alone, mm -hmm. he explains what he's saying. When they're alone, that's when he chooses them, and yeah. you know. So anyway. And then it makes me think of like <laughs> the seeds that are being planted. Yes. So those seeds yes. are being planted and that's what brings forth fruit. Yeah. And like, I think last week we looked at, you know, you don't hide that light under a bushel. Yeah. And so that light of Jesus just comes out. That's and right. that's what makes and an impact on the world. the seed has the power itself. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. See, the seed has life in it itself. I mean, mm -hmm. that always gets me. Like, yeah. you know, looking at a seed and going, you could be an apple tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. All in you. <laughs> Potential in there. <laughs> The force so is good. strong in you. <laughs> All right, so we're moving on to day 30, Mark mm -hmm. 6, 14 through 29. Okay, the longest story. And it's depressing. Read it or do you want to summarize it? I'd rather Your summarize yeah, it. Yeah, just summarize it. It's Herod. It's Herod. It's like so, so Herod hears about Jesus and he's like, oh no, I think this is John the Baptist raised from the dead and I put him to death. And mm -hmm. so Herod got upset because Herod seduced his brother's wife, Philip's wife, Herodias. And John had said, John the Baptist had said, this is immoral, this is wrong. Yeah. Herod didn't like John making him look bad mm -hmm. and making him look irreligious before the people. So he threw John in prison. And he was gonna keep him there. He would go talk to him and everything mm -hmm. uh, while he was there, have these mm -hmm. conversations and ask him questions. But one day he's having one of those lurid um, palace parties just yeah. lure it. And he has his stepdaughter dance before him. And what kind of dance she did, we do not know. But it was such that at the end, he's got all his uh, nobles around him, people he's trying to impress. And he asks her, what do you want? I'll give you half my kingdom for that wonderful dance. And she goes to her mother and her Herodias says, tell him I want the head of John the Baptist on a platter. So the next thing you know is that um, on that day, because of a, a child's dance, the life of a prophet mm -hmm. is taken mm -hmm. in a, a bar barbarous way. Yeah. And the end of Herod's birthday party ends with John the Baptist's head on a platter. Mm -hmm. It is gory, it is yeah. gross. Yeah, it is. It's just so disgusting. despicable, so exactly. What do you think of Herod? Like, what's your opinion? Or what was, oh, what do you think? Yeah, Weak. and so what- That's exactly, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what's <laughs> Herod's opinion of John? That was interesting that he still liked to hear him. He wanted to protect. It reminded right. me of when Paul appeared before what is it, Felix Festus and Agrippa. It was like they wanted to hear, and Agrippa even said, wow, Paul, you make me you know, be consider Christian. being a Christian. Mm -hmm. You know, It's like they would hear him, but there's no commitment there to actually respond. Well, I think it's the pride that's keeping him yeah. from it because yeah. he doesn't want to admit he's wrong. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. obviously I think he's got a problem with immorality. He does oh, not want to give up his immorality. Yeah. His, you know, all of this. Um, and I think he, John was very moral, very moralistic. Yeah, like it says he was just, just and holy. Very just that and holy. Very, and, yeah. and he's saying, you know, like when you see him, uh, he's saying, you know, who warned you, you brood of vipers to flee from the wrath to come. I mean, he's calling people out on sin. Right. And yeah. Herod knows it's the right way, but he doesn't want to change. 
much. Yeah. Kind of like looking at the seeds again, where he hears the word and yes. he listens, but he's not receiving it. He's yeah. not letting it make an impact. And isn't that an interesting like juxtaposition? As you were saying that, it made me think of just here's John, and uh, you know he's in jail, so in a, he's in a weak position, but he's so much stronger than Herod. Like Herod is in a powerful position, but he's a weak person. His character yeah. is so weak. He's so easily moved. Yes. It's just so, what a stark contrast, the and, strength you know, I of think John. That too, though, I think of Cain killing Abel. And Cain killed Abel because he didn't want to offer mm. a different sacrifice. Yes, he didn't want to do what God had asked he him to do. He didn't want to do yeah. what God, and yeah. you know, so a Herod and Herodias, Herodias especially, they're getting rid oh, of, yeah, she thinks if you silence the voice of the prophet, then you'll be okay. Then yeah, you can live you as you want. But you know, Herod goes a little crazy after this. I don't think that they ever had a happy, good relationship. Mm -hmm. And I read a commentary that said they eventually got exiled to Lyon, which is, yes. well, yeah, modern day France. Yeah, yeah but that was like an yeah. outpost in the middle of nowhere and then right. they committed suicide. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I it just was, you read that too? Yeah, yeah it's just, just the decline. beginning of the end. <laughs> mm -hmm. there, was, there was no gratification yeah. in telling a prophet. And I think of those people who think, if we got rid of the church, if we got rid of this love, we got rid of that, then I'll have contentment, then I'll be. And they think that the problem in their life is the church or the, the moral code of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And they think the Bible is the problem. Oh, if the church didn't have religion, if the, uh, or sorry, if the world didn't have religion, if the world didn't have the Bible, the world didn't have prophets. Then I could live like I want to and I would be happy. But mm. the problem is no, sin is what's killing you. Yeah, you like know? we were just talking mm -hmm. about, that's the heart of the matter. Mm -hmm. And all the periphery external stuff doesn't really mm -hmm. clean that up. Right. <laughs> and here we see Herod just like trying to please this crowd, trying to mm. please John mm -hmm. even, mm -hmm. and none of it was satisfying. Huh. And in that verse where he mm -hmm. says he was sorry, that word, um, is greatly distressed, mm -hmm. but it was too late. And that's the same word that was used when Jesus was in the garden, greatly mm -hmm. distressed. And so yeah, it was like a very deep sorrow, yeah. but it was too late. Mm -hmm. He yeah. hadn't and he'd sorry, done the wrong thing. Yeah. I, I, I had this juxtaposition that I thought about, about there are so many people that wanna be in Herod's court. Mm -hmm. um, so to speak, interesting, I was watching this documentary on this man who was a writer and when he was young, he lost his, uh, his wife divorced him and everything, but he got in with Hollywood and he got enchanted with all the actors and actresses mm -hmm. and going to these parties and being part of that. And he ended up being a director and a producer and he was just mesmerized by this. And his wife would say, when are you coming home? I can't because this star is there. And in this mm -hmm. thing he's talking, he said, I just love the stars. I just mm -hmm. kept getting pulled in deeper and deeper. And then he started, you know, while he's in his forties, he starts doing drugs with the stars mm -hmm. and starts drinking and his life gets more and more reprobate. Mm -hmm. But he loved that crowd. Mm -hmm. He just loved that crowd. And you've got a different crowd. You've got those who are following Jesus and you've got this pervasive peace. You've got this authority mm -hmm. over demons. And I was thinking, I don't want to be in the, the, the in popular crowd. in yeah. crowd, the, world. the one that's got the money, the mm -hmm. one that's got the positions, the one that's got the extravagant lifestyles and the dress. I want to be in the company of peace okay. and uh, the people of Jesus. Yeah. I wonder if that's, you know, what Jesus says, you know, it's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom than, you know, a camel going through the eye of the needle because you contrast that with uh, the verse that says that the people heard him gladly. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. just interesting. There's mm -hmm. that challenge mm -hmm. that riches and that allure 
bring. Not that it's impossible, mm -hmm. but there's a there's a challenge that's unique to mm -hmm. you know wealth and popularity and all of that, where mm -hmm. the common people don't have that particular barrier. They have other mm -hmm. ones, but mm -hmm. yeah, that's good. Did you guys have any other takeaways from today? That was my takeaway. That was mine okay. Too. Or any other just kind of recaps of the whole six days we looked at today? Anything that really stood out to you or stuck with you? Um, I think probably for me, I was just that Jesus, um, the disciples were terrified over the power of the storm and the people in um, Gadara were terrorized by the power of Jesus in a life. Mm -hmm. And I just love thinking, as you said before, of the power of Jesus in our lives, mm -hmm. the power of Jesus. And again, the disciples then take that power, that authority and do the same the power of Jesus in a life. Yeah, and he so wants good. to, it's so, what, how amazing that God wants to use us to walk in those things. Mm -hmm. I mean, he could do it all himself, yes. but he wants to. Yes. impart. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it pleases him mm -hmm. to see us walk in faith mm -hmm. with him like that. Good, oh, that is so good. And really what we've seen today is he's with us in the boat. We have his presence, we have his power, and we yeah. have his peace as a result. Mm. So encouraging. So we hope you've been encouraged today by joining us in our Mark Challenge. And we would just encourage you to, um, to keep studying, keep going through this book of Mark with us. And just to let you know too, that these studies are available on our website on women.cccm.com. So if you've missed one, the archives are up for everything, of course, except for today. Mm -hmm. And also we're pushing them to our podcast app. So if you follow podcasts, you can follow Cheryl Broderson on podcast. And we're adding them a little bit slower, but if you prefer podcasts, they're there. And then also Cheryl and Jasmine are doing this podcast on women you should know, which is fantastic. And they're women from missionaries, women from history, and they're even gonna be doing modern day women. So it's just so encouraging to see women of faith that have followed Jesus and see what he does in their lives. And again, like we've talked about today, it's all about relationship. Jesus wants relationship with us individually, and he is here to meet with us. So dig into his word and just find that relationship with Jesus. And that's where you're gonna see the transformation, and that's where you're gonna see the peace. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'll close us out today in prayer. Lord, we just praise you and thank you for this time together that we've had to talk about your word. And Lord, I just praise you that you're right here with us and that you are working in our hearts, Lord, to reveal who you are and also to equip us to walk out into the world you've called us into. You've called us into this place that we're at, exactly where we are right now, and you have a purpose for it. And so, Lord, would you equip each one of us for exactly where you've placed us today? Would you give us the faith to trust you when we're in the midst of the storm and I pray that you would encourage our hearts today to ask you for help and Lord I just thank you that you're so faithful when we ask that um, you hear us and you respond to us and so Lord would you encourage the heart of each woman who's tuning in today and listening to this and we just love you and praise you and thank you in Jesus name amen <laughs>